slip on a banana peel nah honestly i'm trying to think nah yeah maybe actually honestly maybe back in the 90s 2000s probably as a kid yeah but early i mean being in this day and age nah i don't yeah. think I, ha- I don't think that's happening anymore so many things have to be right for that to happen like the floor itself yeah has to be slippery already because you gotta be waxed yeah like like <laughs> to get like like traction yeah. with a banana peel on the ground because like banana is kind of like sticky actually mm-hmm. so it should be anti-slip yeah i don't know i, I don't know but um <laughs> for another episode we're gonna bring in <laughs> we're gonna have a conspiracy theory break episode at some point yeah do bananas actually make us slip but <laughs> for now man we've got uh, a king called pedro which is fucking awesome because I know you're Nigerian. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm Nigerian as well. And uh, are you first gen? I First generation yeah. American? Yes. Yeah. 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 Same here. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, man, we, we've... It's been cool in the last... And you're a part of that. Like, in the last 10 years or so, seeing first gen Nigerian American, like, perspective being showed in the media... Amen. It's been really interesting. Yeah, like, I don't even, I don't know where to start. I just, all that, you know what, I I would take it back to even just, like, growing up, right? You know, growing up as a kid, it was kind of, like, hard just trying to, like, blend in with everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so great now. It's so great now that we're able to express ourselves the way we want to. Yeah. Um, But it also makes me look back and be like, man, I wish as a kid I was able to express myself from the jump without mm. being so worried about what anyone else would think of or how think of me, you know? Yeah. So to have that and just to see people achieve in the areas that they're achieving it, it's like it's amazing. Yeah. It it's it, we're we're telling our story at this moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's such a good point because I think um and it's hard explaining this to literally anyone that is not like, you know, uh first gen of, of some sort. And I think first gen um, so you're like, you're, you're black and yeah. you appear black and because you're black in America, you're visually, you are, um, under the umbrella of like what the black narrative is yeah. here. Facts. So growing up as, you know, I guess what we can specifically speak on as, um, Nigerian Americans, it's, um, I think early on, like asking yourself and i think it, it happens a lot, at least for me it happened around middle school mm-hmm. where i like really like the, the the topic of blackness like really hit me i was just like damn like hmm what does all this mean and like 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 why is my name different than like this kid's name and like you know so and like going through and like learning more about yourself and realizing that like um uh of course, like um, in in a media, yeah. there, there's there's only one black narrative. But there mm-hmm. you meet then you meet like Cuban black people in America. You meet yeah. Islanders. You meet all sorts of people. You all these different identities. But I think when you're growing up, it's kind of hard to um, be proud of how you stand out in that way. Facts. You know. But yeah. anyway, you know, I, I want to hear your your side. Now, actually, I would, 
I would say that you kind of got it good in terms of just in middle school because I that by the time I got to middle school, I was in Nigeria, mm-hmm. so I didn't really get to experience that per mm-hmm. se. I think it's more so when I came back, um, came back like during high school mm-hmm. in ninth grade. Um, that's when everything started to kind of hit me, and for me myself, um, my my full name is Akiola Pedro. Mm-hmm. So it's like my last name would like get me through a lot of stuff. Like I could blend in yeah. so well just because of my last name. So um, growing up a bit was a little bit a little bit different from a lot of first generation Nigerians mm-hmm. or first generation West Africans per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, it's it is a bit. It's an eye opener, you know, mm-hmm. just to experience all that and just trying to really find your place. Some people don't really, some a lot of people don't recover from that, and it hits them really hard. But I think the majority, just knowing who they are, especially now, like we were just talking about, like how we're being shown in this beautiful space now, um, we're able to express ourselves. Yeah, yeah, man, and you know, and of course, it's always. Um it's like uh, I think meeting uh, other Nigerians in the arts, in mm-hmm. any lane within the arts, it's so rare because a lot of us definitely fall to oh, that. Oh, you, you don't even yeah, got to speak on it. Exactly. You, you, we, we all know. Yeah. No, Everybody in this room knows right. exactly so like, the situation. Meeting another Nigerian in the arts, it's like meeting like, it's like unexpectedly like meeting another like X-Men. It's like, oh, whoa. <laughs> What's your superpower, you know? But it's 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 cool though. And, and, and I say that because I think what the lesser known yeah. part of that is that I'm not sure I've met one of us that... Um, there wasn't some like whether internal struggle struggle or struggle within like the household or um, I guess more common like some type of financial struggle whatever mm-hmm. that like um, for us to pursue that art because again like um, you know we're we're very uh, stuck in our ways of like okay you know be a doctor be this and that and I and I, I think the point of mentioning this um, whether like internal or external battle of becoming an artist um, in our shoes is that I think that that battle leads us to like creating something really unique yeah. with our time and, you know, and gives us a unique perspective. So I don't know if um, your, you know, what, what was your experiences like early on in terms of starting off in music? And would you say now that those experiences have given you like a perspective that you feel is unique? Yeah. Um, I have, I have three other siblings and, I didn't go to I didn't go to I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I as soon as I got out of high school, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So that was kind of tough for my mom specifically. Um, all of them went to school for what they my parents wanted them to go to school for. Uh, I don't think I hate to throw them under the bus to tell my story, but go ahead. I throw my siblings <laughs> under the bus all the time. But they didn't all achieve. They didn't all achieve the standards of what my parents set out for them, basically. I'm pretty sure they're all happy in the spaces that they're in right now. But, yeah, they never achieved that. And I feel like sometimes the standards are kind of way too high Mm -hmm. at some point for some people. But for me, it was just like I knew what I wanted to do. And I'm very hard-headed and stubborn in some cases Mm -hmm. where, 
yeah, I wasn't I wasn't rocking, man. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fights and arguments with my parents, with my mom specifically. Um, my dad wasn't. Uh, me and my dad weren't that close, so I never really had that much of a conversation about being in music. But with my mom, yeah, it was a lot. Um, mm. To a point where, yeah, they. I, I, but looking back at it, right, growing up, you kind of get where they're coming from. They want you at at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. They want you to be successful. Yeah. They want you to have a uh, financial stability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is fine. But um, I think a lot of parents, a, a lot of immigrant parents. And I know financial situations are always the number one thing where it's like that's maybe one thing where they don't really want to support this idea or goal or dream, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we chant if if immigrant parents, if they channel that, right? That mm-hmm. energy of like pushing pushing you to get towards that, I think it would be a lot different. Yeah. And there are some immigrant parents who do that, um, for sure. Um, like in sports, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of them do that in sports. They push their children into sports, but I think when it comes to when it comes to the arts, right? Yeah, it's very difficult because they always like, yeah, there's no money in it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's a very uh, n- uh, narrow lane for a person to be successful in. Yeah, yeah. And there's two ironies in that too. In that one, um, I've always found it ironic that um, though. Uh, Nigerians aren't the most supportive of a uh, career in music. Um, it is really hard to find another country where people love music as much as Nigerians. Nigerians, Nigerians fucking love music. And look at look <laughs> at the genre that's popping right now. Yeah. Like look at Afrobeats. Look at where it's, it comes from, Nigeria. Like, yeah, that and that's and I love that you said that. The irony in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's some type of past trauma that they probably had where they try to do something like that and they never yeah. achieved it. I don't know. Yeah. No, but. it's it's tough. And I, and, I, and it kind of, I, w- I would say the other um, irony is that especially coming to a place like here mm-hmm. and telling your kid like to go uh, towards a career like, you know, being a doctor, being an engineer, which you had to do, um, you know, I think a lot of... Um, the, the, the generation that came here, you know, most of them are around, uh, let's say, late 50s to early 70s. That, mm-hmm. that first crop of Nigerians that yeah. came to America in like the 80s. And um, so the conditions that they were coming from, the only way you could guarantee that your family would be okay is if you were a doctor and engineer. Like you had a job that society absolutely needed. Facts. You know, so... Coming here and then raising a kid in America with that same mentality, it's ironic because if your kid's like, man, I want to be a fucking astronaut or I want to be, you know, have the number one song in the the country, the privilege here is that if that doesn't happen, the real privilege in America is that you can fail and pivot so easily. Exactly. That's the real privilege. Exactly. You can go your whole tens and twenties trying to be the biggest rock star in the world that doesn't work out okay go back to school for a couple years get like i don't know go you can go to community college for two years and get like a like a nurse that thing simple and start making 70k it's that simple yeah. and that's that's what i was talking about about my siblings i feel they, they didn't reach the standard but i'm like i said i'm pretty sure they're happy at the where they're at right now mm-hmm. because they found they found what they're what they're in in the field that they're in so yeah. and i i don't 
from fam- family gatherings and just conversations, I don't think anyone's disappointed in either of them not achieving a specific goal mm-hmm. that they wanted they wanted their child to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a situation like that, I agree with you on that for sure. Yeah, and I and that's I mean that's before even knowing like I mean literally this is our first time meeting face to face and mm-hmm. you know we were talking to get this all set up, but before even knowing um, any of this uh, about you. Um, I like, I was like, oh, okay. A young Nigerian dude that's like somehow made it this far in the arts. Uh, I know he hustles. I know he works hard as fuck. I know know you've lived an interesting life because I I just know coming from our direction, it is, it's not easy. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so interested in, um, of course, you know, going to talk about the music itself. But I think, uh, you know, the great thing about podcasts is the opportunity <laughs> to really dive into your story. Yeah. And um, so, of course, you know, the, the, where I would start off in a musical journey, um, I guess today at least, would be like, one thing that's really hard to ignore is, is simply how expensive this journey is. Not just money, but with your time, yeah. your energy, and... Speak on it. You know, so that being <laughs> said, like, like what? let's go from when this was a thought, this was a dream, maybe at a single-digit age, to, like, today. And just all the, the, the... But, like, how did you build this infrastructure around yourself to be the artist that you are today? So, you know what's so crazy... You mentioned how um, Nigerians like love music, right? Yeah. My parents love music. They used to throw house parties uh, back when I was a kid uh, and everything. I was growing up, I was never really into music. Mm. I was a good writer. Okay. Like poetry, just writing, free write, all that. I was good at that. I was never really into music. My sister was into music. Mm. She's an amazing, she has an amazing voice. She was like the talent. We thought she, as kids, we thought she was going to be like, I don't know, a model, actress, whatever. She has like trophies of pageants and stuff wow. like that, right? Yeah. For me, I'd, I loved, I love soccer. That's what I love. Uh, that's what I cared about. And I just had a, I had a knack for writing. Um, I was always a fan of Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's like top tier. Like no one can be better. Like I can I can fight with a person. Like physically <laughs> fight with a person. Just off arguments yeah. of like who's better. Like and whatnot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've always loved him. I've always imitated him. I would force my siblings to um, to do like mimics of his music video. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it, it, that's I think that's where my true love kind of like really started in music. Then. My brother had uh, he had uh, a copy of the Eminem show by Eminem uh, back in like 2000, and I heard that and I was like, "Oh, this is hip hop." My cousin, older cousin, introduced me to Ludacris, and I was like, "Oh, this is a pretty dope kind of music." Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, fast forward a little bit. The, I get better at writing and whatnot, and uh, I'm probably 16, 17. Uh, my parent, my dad moved us from, we lost our house due to the market crash in 08. Mm-hmm. Um, so he moved us to this not-so-great area uh, called Landover. Um, 
and I was much very I was very much um an angsty type kid <laughs> in that in that in that in, in that time frame. Yeah. And I was just fine I was trying to find things that was just relatable. Boom, I discover uh Lupe Fiasco's food and liquor. I'm like, oh, there's someone who's who's growing up just like me. Mm in these type of conditions and he's making music this way. He's not making music in like a negative light. He's making it in a positive light. I'm like, oh, I think I can do this. Yeah. My writing's good already and everything. That's when I started kind of like taking music, not taking it serious, but I just started like paying attention, just studying the greats and whatnot in hip hop. Um, fast forward some more, I get out of school and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I'm just diving deep and deep and deep into music, diving deep into my culture specifically. So I'm diving into um, old Afrobeats. I'm diving heavily into Brazilian music, samba, bossa nova. And yeah, it became a thing where it's like, uh, I think I heard Good Kid Mad City probably. I want to say Good Kid Mad City. It's, it's either that or Janelle Monet. Uh, when she dropped her album Electric Lady in 2013, mm. so around that time, um, that's when I knew like I'm gonna take this serious, wow. and that's like literally out of high school, fresh out of high school and whatnot. Um, yeah, I created this project called Afro Brazil. Not to say it did well, but it it made people be like, oh, he's he's good at this. He's take he. I would tell people I'll do music. Sometimes I wouldn't tell. I'd be a little bit shy about it and mm -hmm. self conscious about it. But I did it, um, dropped that, and people people were like, oh, okay, he's really good at this and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I guess we could pay attention, take it yeah. a little bit serious. And uh, I guess at your age, too, especially being in the, the rap world, it's yeah. really hard to convince people that you're in it for the art and not for all the bullshit surrounding yeah, you. Yeah, and this is, this is around the time, this is 2016, so this is around the time when... Um, this is around the time when music was... When rap was actually becoming, like the the go-to thing yeah everybody wanted to be a rapper yeah Fucking right views and shit coming out that time everybody wanted to be a rapper so it was to a point where it's like yo how do i convince people that i want to that i want to do music if and then when i tell them that i'm a rapper they think i'm such and such i'm doing this and whatnot so that's why I made Afro Brazil. I made something where it's like i'm fusing genres of music mm. still rapping over it yeah but I'm doing other stuff on it as well. I'm picking these tight productions where, um, yeah, it separated me a bit. And now it's like people took me serious in the music space mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, fast forward, like I said, we, we spoke earlier about it. Um, 2019, 2018, I was heavily in Baltimore. Uh, that's how I met our mutual friend, Kyan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was heavily in Baltimore just creating music getting heavily into the jazz and classical music space of things. Mm. And um, that inspired me meeting a lot of um, artists, um, Joy Postel, uh, Brandon Woody, amazing trumpeteer. Oh, mutual friend. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Brandon was crazy. Kind of obviously when he plays drums, uh, me performing with DuPont um, in 2018. Mm -hmm. And that inspired me to make one of the greatest things I've ever created, uh, my project Surrealism. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm so deep into this, man. And I remember I remember so well specifically. Um, my girl at the time, I told her, like, after this, 
like I'm gonna make this last project, and after this, if it doesn't work out, I'm I'm pretty much done. Mm. I've never said this at all to anyone. Wow. Um, I told her that, and I spent the whole of Dece- the whole of December, the winter of 2018, heading into 2019, just making that project. Boom, created a project, released a video, dropped the project on uh, April 30th. Just had an anniversary for it. Um, yeah, it wasn't doing too well. It wasn't doing too well. I think it was one single that was pushing, it was pushing itself uh, and whatnot. Uh, it wasn't doing all that great. And I was at the point of my life where it was like, uh, I don't. I don't know what's next. Mm. I already said I, I set I set a goal for myself, and I don't know what's next. And how old were you at this time? I was twenty four. Okay. Twenty four. I'm twenty seven now. Um, yeah. Uh, I was laying on my bed, mad depressed. We had it. We just had a show. Um, I think a week prior, and I just like was so exhausted and overwhelmed just from creating music and just being on the go, to a point where I was just like, I was just kind of like done. I had a conversation with someone who I don't care to mention anymore, um, but that inspired me. It was an argument that inspired me to just get up off my ass and go up to Baltimore and create a music video for the song that got me my first placement, mm. which was Traffic Jam. Um, yeah, that song took off, ended up being on 2K20. I was like, oh, you're telling me this is all I had to do is just literally talk about life. Like that's one of that's one of my most heartfelt songs ever. And it's just like, yeah, it was it was crazy because you're in a space in music, especially in this day and age, where people don't really want to hear nothing. They just want to have a good time, yeah. right? So it's like I don't know what to do. I'm just for me, I'm just telling my story. I'm just mm-hmm. speaking my truth. So to have that song be the song that gets me. Not only not only my placement, but just gets me to be able to perform on TV, gets me to be in spaces of spaces with people who I admire too as well. Was it was dope? Yeah. It was crazy. It just shows that it shows that I was doing something right, and the only thing I needed was to believe in myself hmm. at that point. I wasn't believing in myself at that point, but the moment I got that opportunity, it made me be like, yeah. I I can do this. Yeah, I'm able to do this. Financially, man, it was crazy. I remember creating surrealism. We were, man, it was miles. I remember going to the studio. It was probably like ten miles, hmm. ten miles back to back to back. Just going, just creating. I was just putting money into it, not being. I'm not sure. Not. I don't know if I'm gonna recoup all of this. But I'm just like yo. I got to put in the effort yeah. and see what happens, see wherever it takes me. So it was a lot. It was a lot of stress Yeah, going through that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, I um, I think bef- right before we started, you, mm-hmm. you know, you asked, um, why did I, like, what what made me, you know, want to start the podcast? Yeah. And um, I've told this story before on here, but, um, you know, I was, uh, when the idea came to my head, yeah. I remember being like, psyched out like like on some like crackhead shit i was like so fucking excited when the idea came to my head because not because um i mean i'm the the way that i think i I always have like a bunch of ideas flowing in but like this was something i was really excited about because i knew the last time i felt like this was when in like fifth grade sometime around nine i was like yeah i'm gonna be a professional musician Mm -hmm. and why i was sure about this like it clicked for me in that moment that i want 
to make this work so bad that I know that I'm like willing to suffer for it. Exactly. That, that's what don't you love that. Don't yeah. you love it? And it's, the thing is that a lot of people don't see that. Yeah. They don't see it. And it's like, yo, why are you going so hard for this? Yeah. You know, it's like, cause I, this is, I need to make this happen. Yeah. This is a part of me. This is, it's like being, it's, being in a marriage, being having a kid. Let's keep it at that. Yeah. It's like having a kid. You want to make sure you raise this thing, person. You raise this person <laughs> right enough to grow up to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how it feels. It just you, you would, you would go through. I'm pretty sure any parent can relate. They will go to the ends of the earth for their child. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. No matter how bad they are. I was a bad kid growing up. Yeah, but I know my mom will be there for me when ever anything bad happens yeah you know yeah yeah man it's it's um and it's it's i think i think that's those things is what makes uh life um you know worth living finding those things that you are like happy to suffer for is is um uh everything i mean there there's i know that 99 percent of things that like i try for the first time the second that I meet that like first obstacle that's really tough, mm-hmm. um, you know, like like an obstacle in where I will not overcome that thing in this current sitting that I'm dealing with it, yeah. um, you're gonna quit 99% of things when you meet that first like obstacle. But those things that like you're you're now at obstacle 1,000, mm-hmm. you know, because you just stuck with it so long. The, yeah. that that's those are the things, um, you know worth doing and, and that's what keeps you know all this stuff so interesting and you know going back to um you know you getting that placement in in 2k and i and i, I think it's it's just so commendable because um you know uh, i know a lot of non-musicians listen to this podcast and it's and it's i know the way that the movies have have framed it when you know usually they're doing like a, a biopic or mm-hmm. or something you know showing like a band or an artist that makes it and you know a lot of times they frame it as if like oh the artist finally made a good song and that was what was in their way there's a lot of people making good good songs, songs like so that recipe that perfect storm of making a good song the powers that be wanting that song to be where it needs to be and people then actually liking it because no matter what no matter how likable you are or good looking or funny you know, I, 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 I've said this before, too, like uh, on the podcast, um, what I love about music and comedy and food is that like fame and clout can get someone to try your meal, to try your song, mm-hmm. but to repeat it is it's that's it has to be real. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like for me to like click repeat on that song, I have to, to be, fucking like it. Yeah. It has to be that good. You know, so um, I would say as an artist. Like if, I mean, of the million things that are so difficult, I would say getting that repeat, like a chef, getting someone to come back to your restaurant again, mm-hmm. that's the hardest fucking thing. Great example. Yeah. You know? It gotta be that smacking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and I guess, you know, on that, on that note, like, um, you know, and I know all artists struggle to this to some extent where like you find your corner of like the type of music that you like to write and hopefully, um, you know, 
the your your fan base is also liking that. But then at the same time, you find your corner, you find your consistency, but you're ne- not necessarily trying to box yourself in. Yeah. So what was your process in terms of like finding your sound, but then also, I guess, wanting to leave space for yourself to uh, maybe venture out or experiment with this thing? And, 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 and I guess like planning all that as you're seeing how like your fans are responding to your music. I think for me, um, just growing up with, I think it really all ties back to just how I grew up. Um, Like I said, I had three other siblings, and not to say they were overachievers, but they were doing, they followed, they basically followed the rules, pretty much. And I've always been the child that would either get in trouble at school, or, um, yeah, I would just do something different. Um, And I think that applied, that just... That's just my character, so I guess it applied into music, where I would listen to things, and I'll be like, yeah, that's cool, but have you heard this? Like, Drake sounds, Drake is good, but have you heard Janelle Monet? Have you heard Esperanza Spalding? Have you heard, uh, obviously, Kendrick Lamar is one of my all-time favorites. I wouldn't really want to mention him in that space, but just stuff like that. Have you, have you heard this genre, Bossa Nova? Like, have you... Dove, have you have you delved deep into this genre? Like, have you do you know the um, do you do you know the the background of samba music? Do you know the background of gogo music? Like, do you under like that's the type of person I was. So, um, making music for me specifically and just creating the space I want to be in was just all based off of my character of trying to make sure I stood out. Mm. Though. I understand, I'm well aware, I'm I'm very observant and I, I just I scope the scene. I understand that sometimes standing out can hurt you mm. because people just might not get it at that time. Yeah. So I think around that around that time in like twenty nineteen when I was creating surrealism, I think that was the space I was at where it's like I I asked questions even before heading before heading into recording the music. I asked about style, I asked about image, I asked about um the type of music I make and yeah. I made sure that I made sure to take myself out of my own head mm-hmm. and put myself on the outside looking in as a listener. Mm-hmm. What do people want to hear? Or maybe they don't maybe not exactly what they want to hear, mm-hmm. but what is more digestible, you know? Yeah. And I think the moment the moment I understood that, that's when it kind of started clicking for me musically. Mm. Um it took it still took people to come around and it's still taking people to come around. I wouldn't even say I'm I'm nowhere near where I, I should be, honestly, that I have in my head. Um but yeah, I think it's just it's all based off character. Yeah. I do make sure not to 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 stray too far left, you know? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I I love this because I think the Oof, man, and I've I've now spoken to so many artists on here, and um, you get a really wide range of, <laughs> I guess, uh, perspectives yeah. on this topic. I think you have one of the healthiest ones I've heard in terms of finding, understanding that there's that middle ground of what pleases you as an artist to make for yourself, but then also like respecting that that you're making it for others as well. I think that's a really healthy mindset because I know some people that lean a little bit too far on, on uh, each side. And I would say if, if, there, if there is one dominant side that artists tend to lean on, it's, it's usually 
the making it for themselves aspect yeah. <laughs> that is just like, man, I get it. I respect it. But um, what's his name? Um, forgetting the name of one of the most famous people. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. He, so he has like a famous, at this point, it's probably worshipped by all people in business. Of um, He has like these like steps of um, what he prioritizes to succeed, you know, make a- Amazon successful. And um, the one that everyone remembers, step one, is, is um, being obsessed with the customer. And, um, mm. of course, that is like a very, very hyper business like perspective on the goal of like growing as as a business is like yeah. being obsessed with the customer and serving them completely mm-hmm. but i think if like artists took like 10% of that intensity that like a business like apple or amazon has for like just pleasing the customer yeah we all artists would be so much more successful um, successful yeah. you know cuz it's it's no one no artist likes hearing it but like the fact of the matter is is like you could make a song that you absolutely love and that's fine and like you could keep it on your hard drive yeah. and be like yo I'm I'm I made that I'm glad but then once you start saying that like I am in the music business oh, you're man. now serving someone yeah so, so finding that middle ground and, and anyway it's a lot i'm speaking as if i'm the artist but you, yeah, you can it, speak it, on that process it's, it's a lot <clears throat> dealing with the music business um i will say <laughs> before i mean after traffic jam and i remember someone asked me this on instagram actually they asked me what my favorite moment was uh for the project itself creating that project right um what was my favorite moment on there and i told him the creation of it because I felt like my back was against the wall mm. and I was just creating off of, I guess you could say fear of failing. And I was just creating off of that. But in that time frame of creating, I was creating so many beautiful moments that was just helping me as a human being. Mm. Um, and I always cherished that moment. The moment I got the opportunity to even be on a placement and even be again the year after, um, I would say, especially last year, or for the past two years, I would say I've gotten a lot more reserved and a lot, a, a lot more angry, angrier at the, at the music business, mm. but just at music itself because mm. it takes a whole lot out of you. There's so many things that you need, you want to do, and so many um, resources that you need uh, that, that um, that doesn't necessarily deal with money. But there's resources that you need, and there are people who will deny you from that, deny you from even trying to obtain that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that uh, the music business really, in the past two years, the things that I've noticed, and I'm not even signed, I'm independent. Yeah. So it's just like the things that I've experienced as an independent artist yeah. being in that industry, it's very exhausting. It's maybe a lot angrier. The chip on my shoulder that I thought was going away due to the fact of getting that placement it seems like it's grown bigger just due to that mm. which is crazy um yeah it's a lot it's a lot to deal with yeah man you know so, so interesting because I, I i think so much of what we touched on that you they could be chapters in a book and like the struggle of of a modern musician a modern and, musician you know, perfect in word. that like like um i think that you might be touching on 
right now, you might be touching on what I would call the what's next moment mm. in that um, actually a lot of early Drake, he touched on this because he was aware in that moment that he was in that moment. Mm. He was like, like his lyrics would, would touch on that. So a lot of times around like, I remember uh, around uh, like his fifth or sixth hit. I mean, now he's at like 200 something, know, right? <laughs> but like somewhere around his fifth or sixth hit, he was like, he, he like, he kept having lyrics in his early songs that were like, um, um, you know, it would, it would basically be different versions of people saying like, yo, that one song that you dropped was hot, but what's next? He would, mm. he would always comment on that. And of course the song that he's then rapping at that moment, he's like, well, this is what's next. Mm. And he's going to keep coming with the hits and blah, blah, blah. But that, Every artist, because there seems to, um, again, you know, a lot of like the artist movies, they, they always frame it as if like after the first big break, there's just this fucking clear path to I know, stardom. Right? Which is know? crazy. And a lot of times it's actually like, oh, first big break. And then like, surprisingly, like crickets. Like, so what's, isn't all this stuff supposed to be like coming my way? And it's a huge reality check. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge reality check. And I would, there are people who I've seen who, who's even been in this, the same space. They had the same story in terms of being on the placement, right? They haven't even recovered from that. Hmm. I was, I was, I was, I wouldn't even say, I'm, I don't even like the word. I don't like using the word luck. Hmm. I would say I was smart enough to build connections and was able to get on get on 2K again the previous year. Mm. Not only that, build a brand and also uh do press. Yeah. And uh um partner up with um clothing companies, right? Mm -hmm. I was able to do that because I was smart and I had a I had smart people around me. Um some people they don't like you said, they 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 expect that. Yeah, they expect all the uh, the rewards to come to them. It's like, yo, that's just one song. Yeah, and when you're there, the work doesn't stop. You yeah. gotta keep going. Yeah. So there are people who haven't even recovered from that. Yeah, music is brutal, guys. It's brutal. Like like if you thought oh if music was as easy as some people thought, like we've seen some of these influencers that have like. 50 million followers across all their platforms for you know reasons whether they make funny videos or they're just like attractive or whatever um yeah we've seen like the logan pauls and the dixie d'amelios try to come into the scene yeah and like you know respectfully they they fail because like we said before i mean you know um obviously you and i sitting here right now if uh someone came banging on the door and was like guys you got to Pause real quick. Uh, Beyonce is uh, cooking everyone dinner, and uh, it costs I don't know a hundred bucks a plate. Even though she's not a chef, perhaps for the first just to be a part of the experience, we'd pay the hundred bucks. Yep. But if Beyonce, if all she can make is like a decent grilled cheese, probably not going to pay a hundred bucks again for even though it's Beyonce. Yeah. Even even though she's going to come out from the kitchen for thirty seconds and like shake your hand and be like, oh, I, I met Beyonce. You prop like you know so I know that's like a long ass fucking analogy and point <laughs> to that like like the name can buy you like it's a brand yeah you know because Conor McGregor is Conor McGregor in UFC you might be willing to try his tequila because in that moment because he's excellent in this one thing you're gonna allow that excellence to then transfer on to his next venture I got a question yeah are you a Drake fan yeah. Would you say, actually, when, 
No, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say it this way. Mm-hmm. Would you say Drake is still making great music? I'm hesitating because I'm, I'm wondering if you just mean in general or relative to his older stuff. Let's let's stick with in general. First. In general, yeah. I think his his album cuts mm-hmm. are still fantastic. Mm-hmm. I actually think where he's gotten worse are his radio hits. Mm. But his like when he wants to rap, when he wants to sing, and he's not pushing them as singles, those are still as good as ever. I think that's a nice way to put it. I think Drake... Uh, I look at it this way, right? Drake is an amazing artist. I am not a fan of Drake mm-hmm. at all. Um, but I, I think I think he's an amazing artist. I think what he's done in this day and age is phenomenal. Mm. Um, Drake is well past his prime musically. Mm. I think his prime... A lot of people can debate this, but I think his prime was around the time when Views came out, where he was just like yeah. nonstop. When ho- I think, let's just say from like... If you're reading this, uh, it's too late. Hotline Bling, all that 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 space, right? Yeah. Where he was undeniable, right? I think with Drake right now, his brand carries him. Mm. Where it's like you can see what yeah. happened with um uh why am I drawing blank on the last album? Um, uh, Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. I feel like that album. I feel like Drake had the opportunity. He at least he hyped it up mm-hmm. to the opportunity where he could have dropped an undeniable classic. Mm-hmm. But I think in the space of Kanye West trying to, I guess, hijack that whole situation, mm-hmm. right? I feel like Drake was like, "Well, I'm just gonna use my brand, my name, just to do whatever, I, yeah. do whatever it can." Yeah. Like you said, I agree with you on that. I think Drake's album cut still hit home. Yeah. I think he's more now in he's more now in the space where he's just using his brand, his name. His name can sell anything. Mm. That's why any record he's on, it pops because it's his, his he's it's the brand. It's a it's a good point and and I'm not it's hard to um because streaming has not been around enough to like like really analyze the data and what it means like psychologically Mm -hmm. it's tough to you know what i will say is that he his music stands the test of time in the sense that it's still being streamed yeah he's still getting that repeat and there's so many factors as to why in that like um two things can be true in that like uh drake could be past his prime and there also hasn't him going down a notch, there still might not be people in the industry that are even at that level, yeah. even when he goes down a couple notches. In terms of the, the, cause him and, um, like a rapper like Kendrick, they're not in the same lane. They don't make music for the same ears. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like who's gonna be the guy to give you a record for every setting that you're in, industry just ha- they're gonna go with. They're gonna go with him. Yeah, because there, there hasn't been someone, yeah. male or female, that and, that, and it could be bad. Like you said, it could be bad. That's why I asked you that. It could be bad. But see, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he makes anything that's actually bad. Uh-huh. I, it, Drake's bad is everyone else's. Wow. Okay, that was good. I think that's the brand. I think if any other artist makes it, they're calling it 
bad 100%. I think with Drake, his brand is so... He's built his brand, which is yeah. commendable. He built his brand so well that he can drop a Tootsie slide. Yeah. And despite people who hate that song, because yeah. people hated that song, yeah. that song is still going to get played yeah. regardless. And people are still going to rock with it, whether it's your kids, whether it's old heads, anybody, any age group. I think his brand is so strong. Travis Scott is in that space as well, where your yeah, brand is sure. so strong. You mentioned Beyonce. I think the brand is so strong right now. Everything is all about branding, mm-hmm. where an artist's brand is so big that they can drop anything and people are just going to take to it yeah no i mean i i i agree with that and again i'll i'll go as far as to say that of all those people that like i i don't know i don't know what this means but i think that him like right i mean so that dropped in september yeah and um certified lover boy is like number six on the Billboard right 200 now. right now. Oh my god! It's fucking April 2022. So oh in terms of like That's crazy. albums, I mean, fuck, he's that that repeat factor that we were talking about earlier. It, it's just, I mean, because when you can make a song that it's like, okay, well, who can I listen to when I'm in the office, at the gym, at a party? I'm in my feelings over something or whatever. I, for at this point, I really think he's just like the Amazon of music. Yeah. He just. You're perfect, gonna find, perfect example. Yeah, perfect you're just gonna example. find one song that describes something yeah, you're experiencing. Um, and you know, in terms of brand and, and I guess going back to, you know, like uh, uh, probably more of like either in the up and coming or just independent um, artists. Yeah, I mean, starting off, everything has to be undeniable before you can even get fucking close to. Um, because I mean, look at. God, man, I was listening to Teenage Dream, Katy Perry's Teenage Dream album for the first time, mm-hmm. probably since it dropped, and it was like 2010. I listened, I was just like, holy shit. There was a time where Katy Perry literally didn't make a bad song for mm-hmm. like four years. Mm-hmm. Like like every song was like a fucking it was a pop smash. Yeah, it banger. Was a smash. You know, like, like in the top 100 pop songs of all time, Katy Perry might have like five or six of them in there. Mm. That fe- like, but that being said, um, not every big artist gets that. Like, yeah. like because when she fell off musically, she she fell like that. That name didn't buy those listens. So, so though I agree with you, there's there are just as many examples of artists that got to that level, but when they fell off musically, they didn't maintain it though. I would say. I think streaming ha- plays a huge part in that. Mm-hmm. I think with Drake, he dominates in streaming. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can ever. I don't. I'm trying to think of an probably Adele and maybe, nah, actually Taylor Swift might be a better example than Adele, because Adele doesn't drop frequently. Um, yeah. In streaming, he just dominates on that. I don't think there's anyone who does numbers like him. Yeah, and you're right though. The partnerships and and I mean that's that stuff that. You're doing as well, you know, laying that foundation term. The, the partnerships are so, um, they're so important because, you know, like him, uh, because he has such a great relationship with the NBA and with all these oh other God, yeah. mega uh-huh. fucking NBA entities. Nike. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna they're fucking gonna push him. Yeah. It's the brand. It's so, it, the space that we're in right now is just like everything is a brand. You, you have to brand yourself. Yeah. And I, I would, 
conversations I would have with artists, I would tell them that. I don't think they I don't think they listen to me, but I'm like, you have to brand mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, that's the space that we're mm-hmm. in right now. Yeah, it's tough because you know, and you know, I actually it'd be great for you to talk on this because I think um the what you know, of course it always just it gets boiled down to one headline, but mm-hmm. um uh a lot of times you'll see an artist uh you know think of artists in, in your lifetime that mm-hmm. the media's just been like oh man they're just losing their mind they're just they've gone crazy or whatever and i i now that i've gotten older i've been around artists so much i think the 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 thing about trying to make it into the music business is there's almost this like Jekyll and Hyde thing you have to absolutely fucking embrace and that like <laughs> you have to be perfectly fine uh, with people seeing you as the product mm. that you have designed yourself to be yet knowing who you actually are kind of like a um i guess a media darling in a sense yeah you yeah. know and then somehow not losing your mind in the dual-minded process i honestly feel like there's there's a few artists that i don't that i admire who i feel like they are media darlings like mm. i could see right through like yo i know you want to do this but just because <laughs> you put yourself in a space like this it's hard for you to do that and yeah. i've had conversations with people who are really close to certain artists and they would say they would say the same thing so i yeah i, I agree with you it's it's tough um because you don't want to you don't I, man, I hate to do this, but uh, like Wale, like Wale's yeah. had his 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 moments where he's kind of like I guess burned bridges with certain people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, you have to be likable because a person like Kanye, right? Kanye can go off, he can go off the rails, mm-hmm. air quotes, um, and people will still respect him because he's likable. Yeah. But there are some artists, especially now, coming up now, it's like if you do one thing, headline whatever, you kind it's like you burn your bridges at that moment, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bit unfair mm-hmm. in a sense. Because yeah, you then now it's like everyone's being very everybody's on their toes now. No one mm-hmm. really wants to know. No one acts the way they want to act. Because mm-hmm. cancel culture is like huge yeah. out here. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, and there's there's definitely at least from. What I've seen, they're they're definitely. I think Wally is a, a perfect example. Perfect example. I of, love him, but yeah, same. I, you know, but I I think he's a great example of like someone that wants to be in this world, but does not want to play the game completely. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking. There's a lot of artists that fall into that category. The thing about Wale too, though, is that he would play it right, but the the second he does something. That is just like people like people are whole they have a short leash on him. Yeah. Like the second he does something wrong, the mm-hmm. second he does something they don't like, mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and especially for an artist like himself. I mean, I of course I would I wouldn't know what it's like to actually interact with him in, in real time, but because he's actually a phenomenal um, artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that artists, the one artist that no artist likes is the artist that somehow 
seems to convey that they're the best artist in the room. Mm, yeah. And and I don't know if he would give those. It's, it's weird. I can see him not doing it and doing it. Doing that. it. <laughs> I could definitely see like Wale like being in a room with like Chief Keef. Yeah. And like it's like, would he have the ability to just be like, look, this is good for us. Like Chief Keef could use a little bit more of like the serious side collaboration. I could use a little bit more of the street thing. Or like, is he sitting there going like, God, I'm such a better writer and rapper than Chief Keef. Like, what the fuck am I doing here with this I think guy? Be, I think he's a, I'm pretty sure he, he got to be a bit of both. I think every yeah. artist is kind of like a bit of both. Um, I don't like that about artists. And that's where my clash comes with artists because uh, it, it, tie, it ties back to growing up um, as growing up as a first-generation American. Um, the humility that my parents instilled in me is like, be grateful for every setting that you're in, no matter how big mm. or small. Treat everyone the way you would want to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like in those settings, right? I I don't like it, and I I would I would come across some artists, um, and come in contact with them, and just like you you get that vibe. And it's like, yo, we're in the same bucket. Why do you have to act this certain type of way yeah. at all? Yeah. Like you, we we both need each other. Whether you might not think it, yeah, but you never know. Great example. Wally's a perfect example. He got dropped from Interscope uh, when his first album came out. Um, he literally had nowhere to go. Him not he he when he had this uh, studio session with Waka Flocka and uh, Roscoe Dash, if I'm not mistaken, hmm. um, he could have been he could have been that type of artist where it's like, yo, I'm better than these guys. These guys are not lyrical. These guys are not doing real hip hop, yeah. as they would say. He could have been that guy, and he would have missed out on of, of an opportunity that, that you know, an opportunity that was probably one of his biggest career-wise. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And we're talking about uh, no hands, no hands, no hands. Yeah, I'm not good with I'm not good with songs <laughs> sometimes, but yeah, we're talking about no hands. It's my DJ. You know, he's yeah. he knows he knows all the songs. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about no hands. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I never understand that setting. And and you know uh for two reasons not just um f- you know and this isn't even just for artists like one um one because it's the right thing to do yeah. and because it's a smart thing to do mm-hmm. is that when you are the new person yeah. when you're new in any community you fit in first and then you start making amendments. Yeah. Then you start like suggesting, well, I think this should be different and I think this and that. But like it's always when you like go into it's like the person who's coming from an old job, maybe like a lawyer from an old law firm. Yeah. They join a new York and they're like, Well, at my old firm, we did it this way. You're no that's one's gonna fucking your, like you. I know, that's not yeah. your firm. Yeah, like spend time just fucking learning the game and then trying to fix it. And I think um why was uh, Russ uh, so... You could probably argue that he's still pretty unpopular in terms of likability, is that, like, I, I remember the first... And, of course, because I, I I will take that extra... Not that I'm, like, fucking Einstein. I do know that I will take that extra second to look at something and be like, man, I don't like the way this person is portraying themselves, same. but I'm not going to, like, judge them completely. Yeah, same. That being said, the first couple of videos I saw of Russ was, like, him being brand new, being like... Well, all these rappers, they buy chains and this and stuff, and I'm out here buying houses and shit. And I remember going like, I was like, yeah, but like, you're so young in the game. Like, why are you like spending your first like 
your first opportunity to like introduce yourself to us, like just like shitting on like what other rappers shouldn't, you know? So I think for anyone, if you're new in something, fit the fuck in first so you can actually like learn the game. With Russ, he definitely had the right message, just not the right message. It's just not, you're not, you're not the the OG that's qualified to like, look down upon the mortals yeah. and be like oh you know but do this and do that he's killing it but yeah i mean i'm i i know for a fact i know for a fact artist to artist i know for a fact that russ some deep down is sitting with himself and he's like yo i am still not likable because i i'm the same way everything russ says it makes perfect sense yeah I understand it to a T, especially in terms of independence. I understand all of that. Yeah. But at the expense of just putting other people down, I don't I I don't rock with that. Yeah. And he probably seems like a good dude in person. Yep. But you just that image that you you create for yourself Mm -hmm. is just like even the the people who even understand you, they probably don't want to be associated with you, right? So but he's killing it though. Yeah, he's and, killing it. And he's a great, that's a perfect example, of yeah. course, not just helpful to artists, it's a perfect example for how the right information also needs the right context. Mm-hmm. Or you can be fucking wrong mm-hmm. even when you're right. Yeah. And um, he's just one of those guys that it's like, damn, like you're not saying anything wrong. You're just, you're A, you're not the right messenger for it, and this is not the right time, time. for the, that message to be sent. And, you know, it, it's, but he's one of those guys where it's just like, okay, actually like listening to the music with an objective ear, yeah. whether or not like liking it and disliking it is subjective, but have I heard music on this level or lower that has gotten like way more love from the press and from like endorsement opportunities? Absolutely. It's his music good enough to be in this commercial and be in this thing and that. Yeah, but you can tell that like those real world relationship building opportunities, that's probably where the, the ball has been dropped. And, and you know what's crazy? You, 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 we, uh, you brought it up, headlines, right? As an artist, being in music, you always want to make sure that your headlines is about music yeah. and not about something else because... Everyone will ask, where's the music, though? Every single time he's in a headline, every single time she's in a headline, it's never about the music. And there are a lot of artists nowadays, because people are looking, obviously the media is looking for quick headlines, eye grabbers and whatnot. Um, But yeah, you always got to make sure. It's hard, because some people want to be who they want to be, but yeah, you kind of have to be a media darling. Yeah, and you have to be, you have to make stuff that is so fucking like first of all you have to find like the core people that think your stuff is that good Mm -hmm. that like even if because the one guy (laughs) that i think beats all of the logic that comes with like the music business is fucking nba young boy he does (laughs) that he could write a book on like what not to fucking do (laughs) as like a 20 year old artist 20 however yeah he's like 20 and he's crazy. He's only twenty. Oh. Every headline about him is everything but the music. Yet his music, numbers wise, it's crazy. It's literally Drake than him. It's crazy. It's crazy. Fucking insane. Like like how is the second biggest artist in terms of streams? In his in his he was the second biggest artist 
in the world in a year. He was on house arrest. It's fucking hilarious. It's insane, right? It's just, like, and you know, I don't even, I don't, I don't, I probably heard like one or two songs by him. I don't, I still don't get, not that I don't get it. I see it, but the way his fan base, like they go hard yeah. for him. Like they're, they go so hard that people even yeah. call them annoying. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't understand why they go so hard so for him. I, I didn't get it either. And I like spent, it was like two years ago, I really dove into his stuff. And man, what I can say is like he, so very surprisingly, he has some of like the best cadences and flows. Like for sure, I've yeah. Ever On that, for sure. for sure. Like, like it's, it's insane because like he'll have one song where like if you hear it and that was the only time you ever heard NBA Youngboy was just like wow this is the worst fucking thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life and I don't blame those people that have come across like maybe like his biggest hits have just been like man that's up but then he'll have some stuff on his album will just be like oh yeah like no one else in hip hop is coming up with this melody in this scheme mm. that's that and I don't I don't know if that's why he's a bit I, I think he I think part of it is because he kind of like stands for this like reckless like almost like high schooler image yeah. that a lot of fucking kids resonate with but yeah for sure yeah i will say he earned my respect when he was on um tyler's album and mm. that's when he earned my respect. fantastic like, verse it, when an artist and I, I remember you were talking about just like being in the space for the wale situation right like when you're when you're an artist any artist you're you're a true artist when you're when you're able to be put in that type of position and you thrive off of yeah. it. Yeah, like I think he did an amazing job on that on that on his verse on that album. Yeah, which earned my respect. Any artist that does that, whether it's in that space or is the opposite, say like yeah. Tyler did it on his project in his world, like you you gain my respect for that. Yeah, and and this is this is where I have tried to make peace between like the Kendrick fans and the Drake fans and that the, my best argument for them, uh, though I would, I guess I prefer Drake over the two because I'm more of a, my ear is more melodic than Mm -hmm. like, I have more of a attachment to melodic music in general than I do specifically to like bars. Okay. So yeah, you know, so that being said, I would say they are a perfect, like, uh, I think you can say that they're tied because both of their weaknesses is the other's strength. I, I, I think, you know, with Kendrick, if he um, has superb bars all the fucking time, he's able to make fantastic, concise albums. Yeah. His weakness is, is that he's not able to exist in like other forms of like like music. He 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 at least consistently. There we go. That's the word. That's it. That's, you know, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, but but that weakness is literally why like Drake is the biggest artist in the world. Yeah. And, and sorry, I guess like vice versa. That it would be like Drake being criticized for not making the strong albums, the the like meaningful like music and 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 things that like um are, are like really mean something. I would say the things he's been criticized for are exactly Kendrick's strengths. So I always just look at them as two people I can like go back and forth to and be like, oh, if I want this, you know? yeah, they're like I wouldn't say they're the yin and yang, but they're they're kind of like that in a sense. I think those are great examples. Um, and this that's why not me not being a Drake fan, but just commending him on everything that he's just achieved, right? Yeah. Like 
all that is great. Me and my my DJ, we were talking about this, I think, a week ago, where it's like, I feel with Kendrick, it's either he's just choosing not to. Mm. And I feel like he could do it. He might just, it might just be him choosing not to just be, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to be the consistent Mm -hmm. person being, releasing a project every single time, being on every single hit that he has, Um, which is not a bad thing. Um, In terms of just like where you're talking like, when you bring numbers into it, the amount of hits that you have, all that, it it also plays a part in how you're looked at. I guess when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. as much I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Kendrick stand, so I'm a, I'm a, I'll go <laughs> into the earth with him, but I am aware and I know that that at the end when it's all said and done, Drake is Drake is gonna come out come out as on top just because he was he was here consistent every single year, yeah. even when he had his off year he still had something that was just ringing yeah whether it was good or not yeah. Kendrick yeah he gives he gives me he gives me great moments and great um inspiration and creates great albums um but yeah he was he's not there every single time so you look at a 2018 oh well not 2018 probably like a 2019 2020 2021 yeah. like you compare the both of them Drake is always being consistent yeah and, and, out there. and, and it's tough because um, we still have not really gotten two people in their prime that love playing the game equally mm, yeah, as much. Like MJ and Prince, like MJ yeah. loved the game. Yeah, exactly. He loved Perfect example. The, the fucking game. Prince hated it. Yeah. Prince just wanted to be the artist. Yep. He wanted to perform for actual real people. He didn't give a fuck about critics. But like MJ, like he was like made for the politics of yeah. all that shit. He was through and through a music businessman. And, and I think, um, and I, and I, you know, I, I, as much of, I'm a, a huge Drake fan, but I will give it to Kendrick in that, like, we'll never know what it numbers wise or just like pure fame wise, like it had, cause Kendrick, yeah, you can see he's not, all these like little things um, that you can do outside of the music itself to add to it all. You can see that like Kendrick does not play that aspect of the game. Like you're not gonna catch him courtside at the Lakers game. You're not gonna catch him like in the clubs and shit with Future and this. Like all these like little pop culture moments. Yeah. You know you're not gonna catch him like doing like random shit, hanging out with random people, and and but all those aspects of the game is what like adds to like um you know uh, uh you know at this point uh, uh, uh and purposefully his team has like branded Drake as like a meme. He he's like become a meme because of how powerful that yeah. is. But it it would have been uh, it would have been so and I thought damn was the turning point, point right? in yeah. Kendrick being willing to play that game of like let me give out the hits. And also, the I think I think that's what was happening. I think the pandemic is what happened. Mm. I think that is exactly what was happening because he dropped "Damn," then he dropped um, "Black" the Black Panther soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So he was being consistent, yeah, in this space. I think with the pandemic happening, I think that kind of pushed things back a bit. But Dr- look at Drake; he still thrive even in that space. Yeah, I will say this: me being such a stand of Kendrick, I do think Drake has a one up on Kendrick. You mentioned all these things about being in the game. I think Kendrick 
is past that point now. Mm. I don't think he can do that. Just not to not to not to show ageism, right? Um, but I don't think he can do that at his at his age right now. Mm. I think he can try, but I don't think he. I don't think he has a strength yeah. and a mentality to do that. That's so interesting you say that. Oh, sorry. You want, no, no, no. Go yeah, ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Go it's, ahead. It's interesting you say that because I saw him do something in the last couple months that mm-hmm. I loved. Uh, Kendrick, he he was in some interview, and like the clip is just him goofing off about like cereals that he likes and cereals that like he doesn't like. And I was like, Back in the day. Why am I seeing like a humorous side of Kendrick for the first time? In the ten fucking years I've been listening to this guy, like, like, what, like, you know, because, because, um, un- well, it, it's not unfortunate, but it's in the sense that like, Ke- uh, Kendrick can be heavy when you think about him. If you think about Kendrick, Kendrick might remind you literally of like slavery and mm. struggle and themes mm. of his music because he doesn't show himself a lot outside of those themes. I think that's the branding. Right. And and I just not right. So it's like it's weird because part of that game I guess is showing that you're about something but you're also capable of like that video showed me that like Kendrick's like capable of like being He's capable like, of it. A happy. I think now being married, having a child, I don't I don't think he I don't think he has the heart to do that. Yeah. And he's fucking bigger than he could have ever fucking, like... Exactly. Yeah. He's done everything. The thing with Drake, right? Mm-hmm. This is the one-up he has. Drake, I, th- I think everyone's argument with Drake is that he hasn't really made a cohesive album. You can argue... I, I don't I don't think that's true, but you can argue with anyone. Um, I think if Drake really sat down and it's like, yo, fuck the numbers, fuck the memes... Fuck the brand. Let me give y'all great music. Yeah, I he he's he still came over that eight. You can't put a stamp. You can't put a stamp on that. Yeah, for eight age wise. Yeah, so I think he can still do that. He I, I, sometimes I always I'm always afraid of that. Yeah, from being a Kendrick, <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, this next album might be the classic yeah. that everyone keeps. That the undeniable classic that everyone yeah. keeps talking about. But yeah, I think that's the one up he has. Yeah. So people say that okay. um... Drake can't play the Kendrick game where he can drop, he can take time and drop in like five, three years, whatever. I think he can do that. And I think he can actually perform on that. On Kendrick's hand, I don't think Kendrick can be the consistent guy in being out there all over the place. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're absolutely right because that, there is a, like a window of that specific opportunity of like, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, that pop culture window. It's, it's, it's small, and um, you know, of course, older celebrities ex- still are still very much a part of pop culture. But th- there's that, you know, be- being hot forever is impossible. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. And you know, I guess um, I said we're gonna about to uh, wrap up here, but I do want to like get a little bit like because th- I, what I like about the 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 you know, the little past couple things we've talked about is that you're obviously like very aware of like one, the, 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 the two, this two sided monster of the music and the game mm-hmm. and understanding um, and having these people that uh, whether you look up to or you're at least like respect their success, 
that like you're you're able to look at like the moves that they've made and um you know because I always um I'm always dumbfounded when I meet artists that are like out here trying to make it but like don't know their history or don't know like they're not like aware of like other artists teams and like why they're successful I'm just like what are you doing yeah because like I said we mentioned this earlier um music now especially being a rapper music now is um it's a it's a it's a it, not a gimmick, not a trend. It's more so like it's it's the go to thing. Mm. It's like it's like sports. That was the go to thing. Where it's like when you're young and everything, and you don't have too much opportunities in the area that you're from, you make it out with sports, mm. basketball, football, whatever, soccer, whatever sports. Um, now music, where the scope is just so vast. Yeah. Right now. Is that's the go-to thing. So no one, everyone's just trying to get a quick buck. Yeah. No one cares to do their history or research. Um, our window, the wind, we we're like the we're the tail end, the the very tail end of the people who would study. The we we have to go back and study to do all to get to where we're at and whatnot. Mm. We're the last end. In this day and age where the streaming, the internet, social media, everything, it's like a person who doesn't... I, I, what was the thing about um, the homegirl who was rapping little baby's lyrics word for word on social oh, media? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you can, get, you can go viral off of moments, just little moments like yeah, that. And yeah. it literally creates a career for you. Yeah. Regardless. So, yeah, it's a whole different space. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and I and I still think that though social media is a is a tool, um, what I love in terms of what it keeps, what really keeps the this process honest is that even if that moment does happen for to you, you have to actually be good to <laughs> capitalize capitalize off of it. Off of it that, yeah. That's that's what I love about it. I mean, yeah. so many God, so many people have dropped a couple dude when <laughs> i um when fetty wap dropped trap queen and my way back to back i was like holy fuck if this you could have gone anywhere without yeah him, man. i was like bro like 2015 i was like yo if he if if this isn't just two songs where he just like had the magic stuff and he can actually come up with like melodies and schemes and shit like this consistently, he's going to be a problem. Like, you know, and so anyway, I just, I've seen so many guys that, so so many people in the industry come in that just it's, but it's hard though. Like that creativity aspect and the business aspect is so hard to like, night in and night out, just year in, year out, be able to like just keep making good fucking records. I think Fetty, just to quickly touch on, on that, <laughs> yeah. right? I think Fetty's situation, right? I think for him, it's a weird space because Fetty Wap was actually really, he still is, not even, I'm not going to say was, he was really, he, he's talented. Yeah. And those singles, they came out and all of them were hidden. Yeah, I think Social media or whatever, just this day and age, people just everyone everyone moves on quickly. I yeah. think that's just what happened. Yeah. Whereas like now it's like he's not the hot thing. The next person is the hot thing. Yeah. So I think with and with labels too, they do that. It's like they move on mad quickly. Everything is just everything is just so quick. Yeah. 
nowadays. Yeah. So I think Fetty is a, it's interesting because he had a bunch of singles that were just hitting and all of a sudden it wasn't a hot thing anymore. So yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, still to this day, um I'm I always try to think back on like what it is that I didn't see in him, but Man, I, same. I, you know, um, uh, yeah, for Fetty and also for um, my the first time I heard Future was the the same damn time song. Mm-hmm. That was like the first thing I heard of him, and I don't mm. think at that time I was not because funny the when I heard um, uh, Savage Mode. Uh, 21 and Metro's uh, collab album, yeah. first one, I was like, of all these, like, the street dudes, there's something different about this guy. And 21 Savage, right? Yeah, and I was like, oh, like, Facts. this is a great Facts. fucking street album. He's here to stay. Yeah. And it wasn't until I heard Future on uh, the Good Cushion Alcohol song, I'm mm-hmm. on that Good Cushion. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like, another great melody. This is, like, the third or fourth one. Like, okay, like, you're you're... You're here to stay, but I remember when he dropped that the the, the same damn time song. And people were like, "Oh yeah, like he's gonna be here for a while." I was like, "Really? Y'all can hear that?" <laughs> I could, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I was like eleven at the time, maybe or ten, but like it, still, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know. They're 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 rare breeds. Uh, Future Twenty One Savage. I love Twenty One. I love what I love so much about Twenty One Savage is his growth. Man, it's crazy. His growth is amazing. It's that's something when we're talking about movies, right? That's something that should be made into a movie. Um, but yeah, they're rare breeds because I think I'm in the same bucket where it's like I don't. I don't. I don't see future going too far. Yeah. Twenty one Savage. I got it instantly. I yeah. think the first before even get into his music, I was like, I watched an interview of him. And I was like, yeah, this guy's here yeah. to stay. He's smart. Future, yeah. I think in terms of I heard song wise, uh, and I didn't think so as well. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, uh, another person that was strong that I was like, oh yeah, like this. Um, the first like full Uzi project that I heard, I was like, yeah, this this the his. Just like like there's certain artists where you just know, and then there's certain ones that really fucking surprise you. I mean, of um, I will say the mon the person I thought was gonna be an absolute monster. Um, in terms of like the there's like a separate way of looking at the industry in terms of who's gonna give Drake trouble. That that's mm. you know, and and man, I really thought Post Malone was gonna be that. Like like he was the closest I was like you know you know what literally you know what changed the literally the next morning when I saw him on Twitter tw- Twitter trending for getting face tats, I was like, Oh yeah, it's over. Ah. It's over. It was already it, there was already like only like a ten percent chance. You really thought post post Malone? Be, because of how quickly he was embraced by like both people and corporate America. Like mm. he was already then doing the, the fucking Spider Man track that went number one. I was just like, oh man, you have like. I think Post drops an album tomorrow. I think it still does numbers. No, it's still it's still gonna do numbers, mm. but it 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 because when he was first, he was heavier in the in hip hop. Yeah, and I was like, oh. He he might be able to like he might be able to match the amount of hip hop hits with Drake with Drake, but then he just veered off. It's not that I don't think he's Kate. He just veered off. I think he oh I think deep down he never really wanted to get into hip hop. Yeah. I think he it just popped off for him, and the moment he got his window, 
with that window open, I think he was like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I, for me, I think my person who I thought would give him a trouble is, who I still kind of think now is The weekend. Mm. I was like, The weekend. The weekend was was coming up at some point. I think what happened recently with the whole Gunner thing, and sales don't got to equate to anything, right? But I think that hurts him more than it. It helps his situation. Yeah. Of being, not to say a megastar, but he is a megastar. But that kind of hurts him because he's the weekend. He's not yeah. supposed to be losing out to Gunner. I don't care. I don't yeah. care if Gunner is the hot person at that moment. He has yeah. a hot single. That's the weekend. Because Gunner's not, it's not even like, it's not even number one in this lane versus number one in this lane because mm -hmm. Gunner's in the future lane and Gunner's not bigger than future. So yeah. it's like weekend versus arguably in that lane, that very specific lane of his, probably future thug then Gunner. Actually, no. Damn, it's future F baby, baby thug <laughs> yeah. then Gunner. Gunner. And so, yeah, losing a number four in that very specific... That shouldn't happen. Yeah. You take Weekend out and put Drake in, Drake's not losing. No, that's not... So that's, it's like, yo, I, there's, there's a lot of artists we probably thought would give Drake yeah. trouble, but they ain't giving him You know, it was crazy. I was torn when Weekend dropped his album because I thought, man, very few scenarios when I think the music is fucking great, but it's not right mm. for the moment. And... I loved the songs, but I was like, damn, did like, yo, you guys like as a team stuck, decided to like really like milk this retro era. They bought, they, he bit off way more than he could chew. It's, it's, exactly. a, it's a lot of Just retro. Just talking about that too. A lot of retro shit. Now, and it's, 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 um, it's fucked up because it's not, it's fantastic music. Mm. But he's future or future. The, the weekend for the past four years has assigned himself to a very specific sound and vibe. And there's nothing wrong with it musically. But what does a future or God damn it. Why, what, what is a weekend that wants to like push the envelope, like push the envelope forward sound wise? What does that sound like? Cause he, I mean, he's been in that like kind of '80s disco pop sound for a little while. It sounds great. Yeah, I was, my my sister is a huge Weekend fan. <laughs> by the way, I know she didn't hear this. She's like, "Why y'all talking? Why y'all beating up the Weekend like this?" I think with the Weekend, right? I think what he did on like the past two projects, excluding the one that just dropped, I think the rebrand is what helped him. Mm. I think what happened this time is that he didn't rebrand himself. He just stuck with what he was. He stuck with the same brand yeah. and the same concept, which is kind of like, we've already seen this already. Yeah, We've known you for the guy who was able to recreate a whole new experience. He's like a Kanye, where it's like, you recreate a whole new experience for us. Yeah, Every single project that drops yep. there's only a few artists who, who does that um taylor swift is in that bucket katie perry's in that bucket yeah. um kendrick's in that bucket uh kanye's probably one of the greatest to do it in that space beyonce as well but i think with him that's what happened where it's like oh this is what we're getting again well we're not we're really not gonna care we're gonna listen to this yeah project that just dropped and this is what's gonna go number one. I think that's what really happened. I think that's. I I want to say it's down to the weekend. I think, if I'm putting myself in his shoes as an artist, 
I'm thinking like it's probably the weekend who stuck with that. But I also want to say it's his team, yo. It's interesting. Yeah, because cause a big part of his image is being this like mysterious, like you're you're never gonna get too much out of the weekend. Mm-hmm. You're 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 you know, you're not you're rarely does an interview, rarely does you know, doesn't really speak much. Yeah. And um that but that's like a part of his allure and everything and like um I don't know, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting seeing him move forward sound wise. Um, yeah, I don't know. Right. You're right. I think that really that not only does that hurt an artist's ego, but it really hurts your creativity because you cannot be losing to Gunna uh, when yeah. you are a megastar. Yeah. Gunna cannot pack out a stadium the way you can pack out a yeah. stadium. Yeah. So it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's tough, it, and it's weird because again, I'm it, I'm torn because uh, could I personally musically listen to five more retro weekend albums sure sure but is is it the right assuming that every artist is always trying to like get a little bit bigger uh, expand a little bit more to mm-hmm. new ears assuming that that's the goal it what is this the right thing for him probably probably not and yeah. um but Personally, I do. I, I should. I, I listen to eighty shit all the time. So it doesn't. Even, I'm interested. I'm, I'm yeah. very interested to see where he goes. Yeah, and and um, um, yeah. The, the industry is is uh, uh, interesting in that when I think the current state of, you know, um, I guess concluding my my point in this whole matter, just touching on like the whole current state of, of hip hop is like. I think it, it is harder than ever to be a new and focused artist because mm-hmm. every new artist celebrity is outpacing their actual musical greatness tenfold. Yeah. But artists are becoming household names before dropping a second fucking album. Yeah, I know. Which is crazy. And that that's not a bad thing. Like get it's if, not. you know, if if so and so wants to pay you twenty mil to represent their brand and you've only been hot for a year, take that money. But like get, get your bread. Yeah, by but any like, means. Keep keep being hungry for, for the music. music. And that's the thing, people get complacent. Yeah. People get complacent. Um they forget why they're in this, which is the music. And and I would just like to add to that, this is a very new thing. Yo, it took Drake making hits for like four fucking years straight before that Sprite commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had to make a shit ton of hits. It was then once he finally got a song with literally all of the living goats, Kanye, M, and Lil Wayne on Forever. That's when Sprite Johnson was like, you want to do this one-off commercial. But now artists, now you have to be so disciplined because brands love that they can capitalize on your fame mm-hmm. and not have to wait five years for you to get big. But like for your own, for if you want to stay at that level, keep pushing, you know, uh, when, when they paid Drake um, 20 mil, Apple music paid Drake 20 mil to release his album solely, on Apple, yeah. solely uh, Apple music. Now the goal is that now when, the, if they ever do that deal again, now it's going to cost them like a hundred mil. Cause it's Drake. 
You know, so you, 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 there's still that incentive to keep making like acceptable music and still being hungry to some extent Mm -hmm. because the deal will always, no matter how big that first deal is, it will always get better. And that's the thing about Drake. I feel like Drake can be, he just, he, ironically, he just signed like a crazy publishing deal. Yeah. But if Drake chose the route of being independent, he could have fucked the game all up. But like you said, the deal just keeps getting better, yeah. and it's that it's that quick it's that um quick money that you see, or not quick money is just the the first amount that's just like eye catching that you see. You rather take it than waiting and playing the waiting and what if game yeah. if this works or if it doesn't. Yeah, which I don't even think it would it would have hurt him honestly. Yeah. but that's 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 the space he's in. Yeah, and and you know, and and speaking on that in terms of um um. Uh, you know, it, it's less about him and more so the seat that he occupies. In terms of, um, I think this conversation is easier when you think of like, um, who is the guy in rap that brands are comfortable allowing to like live his life both in the studio and outside and like represent them mm. the way that they want to be represented? I think that is a very specific chair that he occupies in that like. Um, if we're just talking about music and talent, independent of it all, we have seen guys come in that are on a really high level. Yeah. But um, you know, we we've unfortunately we've lost guys on that talent level to drugs. We've we've uh, yeah, seen guys getting in and out of jail and, it's and a like crazy just game not keeping their lives outside of the music in a way where like the game itself would want to elevate you to that. Like, like Jay-Z was, not only was he making great music, but like the powers that be trust him yeah. in that seed. Yeah. So in a weird way, you also have to move in a way where it's like, even if you have that talent, do people trust you to like, to represent the brand and represent, you know, to yeah. the fullest, you know? It's you gotta tough. be disciplined, media darling, all of that. Yeah. I will say for artists, uh, because I've been in situations where I've literally just flat out and this is this is like the this was like around the time I released my last project, uh, Children of Immigrants. Uh I was at the space I was at the point in my life where it was like, yo, I cannot y'all cannot be doing and this is someone I'm mentioning that I don't wanna n- mention by name, where it's like y'all can't be giving me these certain opportunities without one, without pay, or if it's pay, it's not enough. Mm. Like you have to take your stand at some point mm-hmm. uh, just to have that sanity um, because you want to be able to sleep at night. Um, but yeah, branding, music industry, branding especially is like, it's a game that's, I, w- I, w- I don't want to say it's ruining it. It, it kind of makes sense if you're doing it the right way, mm. but um, I don't. I think people are just looking at the first amount that they see. The, the not even the first amount that they see, the amount that they've never ever seen in their life mm-hmm. that they'll take it. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. That's how people get signed too. Is when they f- f- uh, three three two years later, whatever they they come out and talk about. Oh my, my label is the worst. I'm I've signed this shitty deal. Yeah, because you took you took money that you you've never seen in your life yeah. without actually looking through at the contract and yeah. stuff like that. And you're, you're a perfect person to do business with, um, you know, from the other side of the table because you don't know what you're doing. And, you know, I, I think the only other equivalent, I mean, you, in a way, 
you are a lottery winner in a way, even though you've worked very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lottery winner in the sense that if I wake up and win $200 million, mm-hmm. um, of course a hedge fund is going to want to reach out to me immediately and be like, oh, let us manage your money. And you know what you don't know what you're doing. So, and, 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 and I'm sure hedge funds would love if a bunch of people won the lottery because yeah. that's a bunch of people that just walked into a shit ton of money that don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I guess in, you know, using that analogy, it's like an artist that has, they don't know and it's not their fault. You literally like, it takes time to be psychologically aware Facts. of how much fucking value you bring to something by just like breathing around it. So like maybe a year ago yeah. you could drink a, a, a Coke from a Coke bottle and no one gave a fuck. Now you're getting emails from Pepsi and this being like, Hey, what the fuck? I thought, you know, you're not supposed to be drinking. Like you, you don't, you're, it takes time to realize that like you're this thing. Yeah. It's, it's insane. You know? So it's insane. Anyway, man, it's it's um I, I love this uh, conversation because you know it's Same. it's it's I think uh in in getting to you know having this conversation with you and and seeing how much you like know the game it's always uh it's always so refreshing to talk to an artist that's like aware of like all the bullshit you know yeah I've been th- I I've been through a lot in the past two years a lot of people don't even know it but I've I've literally lost relationships people who I'm mm-hmm. really close with just off of that just because of dealing with this type of stuff so it's yeah. like everything I soak up I'm a great listener so anything I soak up anything I experience I I take that with me yeah you know well hey man, I mean before we um you know wrap up is there you know, anything, um, whether that's recently come out or things to look forward to that people can check out? Yeah, my um, last, my debut album, Children of Immigrants, which I released independently, is out on all streaming platforms. And I am dropping a single May 25th of this year uh, titled No Heart. Nice. Yeah. Which, by the way, man, I think uh, um, uh, Prince... That I, I fucking love that track. Uh, I love. I'm pretty sure it's relatable. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Are you are you uh, originally from Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's relatable. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great track. Thank um, you. Whole album. Uh, and um, yeah. No, I think um, and then uh, other one that's it's like I think track two or um uh. Three, uh, it's 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 like parentheses A B. What is it? God, uh, it's but it, it's like the it's like the track title and then another word in parentheses next to it. Apathy. Um. See the apathy or diaspora. No, no, no. It's um. Uh, it's abrasive. It's, abrasive. Yes, go. yes. I was like A B. <laughs> Why do I remember the first two letters? <laughs> yes, abrasive, and um. Yeah, and Prince for me, those those two, I was like, oh man, I really fucking love. Yeah, Prince, tracks. Prince, that song, true story. Um, one of the most, it's one, like I said, it's experience growing up and being able to have people like Lupe Fiasco and Kendrick have those type of same stories that you go through was really dope. That's something I've always kept with me um, for a very long time, and I always said, the moment I get a little bit of spotlight on me. I want to make sure I tell those type of stories. I want to continue to tell those type of stories because yeah. that's the type of person I am. Well, hey man, that's that's awesome, and and I can hear that though you've been inspired by those guys, but it's also so nice to hear like 
that you have your own sound as well. Thank you. It's, it's, that's, you, you have a really good distinction between you and your influences. It's like, it's very thank clear. You. So yeah, dude, for, you know, um, really can't thank you enough also for making the time reaching out what um yeah this is a fucking i, I yo I, I love talking about the rap game we're just like the music business in general <laughs> it's so fucking fun yeah i know same yeah. here man and i love talking with it with uh, a person as young as i am uh usually i have these conversations with people who are 20 plus years in the game yeah. so they're just giving me games so i have someone like this uh, it's just it's dope yeah and it, you know big respect to you and, and other artists out there, it's it's really it's I, and I say it's it's pure fun for me because I get to just uh, talk about it and and not have to experience the again that dual minded fucking push pull shit that you guys always oh it's hell yeah it's hell <laughs> so it's hell. yeah trust me no it's it's uh you know it's a definitely a privilege to just be able to to live around and speak on it so. Yeah, man. But again, uh, uh, you know, so for people listening, um, look out for his uh, single dropping on May 25th. And of course, you can stream um, and you dropped your uh, uh, children of immigrant or child of children of immigrants. Children of immigrants. Yeah. yeah. And that was uh, like sometime late 2021. Uh, yeah. December. OK. Yeah, yeah. So still fairly recent. And that's on all streaming platforms. Um, but yeah, man, um, for everyone who's made it to the end, can't thank you enough as always. Um, this is a song called Life, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.